2021. We, we are, are here. here. <laughs> that was not scripted. No. I don't know what 2021 is right here. It seems very doomy. Gloomy. Actually, yeah. So since the year started, mm. it's like it's basically the middle of summer in Australia, yeah. right? And in the Gold Coast and stuff. But we've it's been super humid and really hot. It's been very gray and the stormy. The last few days has been really gray in that way where I'm like, is the end of the world coming? Like, what <laughs> yeah. is the point of anything? And then it reminds me of Toronto. <laughs> well, yeah, and how how we used to exist, I guess, yeah. all the time. I'm always like, I don't know how I survived that weather, but I think you just like get used to it and then I'm on a low-level depression, or I was well, at least. But also, because I, I know we also have a lot of Toronto listeners yes. and American listeners, is like, for some people, it doesn't affect them. No, I feel like and some I've, people love winter and yeah. like, like the cold and like that feeling, but I just feel like that's never been That's me. never been us. I don't think no. that's our family, basically. No. Um, the well, sun I, just has the biggest effect on I think on it's me. because of our Japanese Okinawa side and that's like the tropical yeah. island, I don't know if we've talked like, about this before but yeah. our last name is Ishigaki which means stonewall in Japanese yeah. and there's actually an Ishigaki island in the Okinawa islands in Japan and it is like that cluster of islands has the oldest people in the world living yeah they there. live the longest yeah and um and they're and surfers like, and I think yeah. it's surrounded by like poisonous snakes or something yeah so it's like a tropical-ish island yeah. I think it's actually supposed to be on par with Sydney though in terms of Weather? weather like it does oh, get okay. cold in like the winter time and stuff i think but it's become a popular like local japanese holiday yeah getaway yeah getaway for sure and um, i actually just started watching the episode of cobra kai oh, <laughs> yes. which is like the karate kid netflix like well you're late to the game i know for sure i think we I think and I watched it last year i already yeah. watched it but alex was telling me to watch it and i was like okay finally i'll watch it and it's then just I like, joy like it's just like a really easy and like fun watch and the third season just came out on january yeah. 1st and i don't even such think I... good marketing pro- oh, programming yeah. from netflix i don't even think i watched the karate kid movies i don't remember i, if I haven't did. either actually so i feel like i need to go back and watch them but yeah the guy yeah, goes to okinawa today. yeah so i really want to watch the okinawa one yeah but yeah sorry continue. so yeah anyways i don't i just was watching one episode today where he flashes back to the movie where he goes to okinawa and he actually goes to okinawa yeah again yeah. and then i was like oh my homeland like, <laughs> i need to go there um but yeah yeah cobra so what kai do you think of cobra kai why do you like it it just feels fresh and it's almost like kind of ridiculous in some ways like they just had this at the end of the second season they have this huge like karate gang fight in the high school that's just like so outrageous <laughs> so and you're like this would never happen but it was just like i love that they like pushed it to that boundary um and yeah like you were saying before they kind of flipped the script in the show where like in the movies it's like the I one guy love that yeah, yeah the one guy's like the good guy and like he's being bullied and then is it LaRusso? LaRusso and then what's the other guy's name i, I can't remember keen i don't know um but then in the show it's like oh robbie Ke- oh, no, that's, that's a son. son yeah i don't know anyways in the show it's like oh the bully was actually like the bully really, from the karate kid yeah, movie really had a hard life and like he almost felt like he was being bullied and like you yeah see i love both so they keep showing it. flashbacks yeah. to the movie and then showing how it was it would actually be for the bully yeah. like why he felt he was being bullied by the karate kid yeah which is so where he's like you like drop kicked me or like you did this, did like, this. and um it just is so cool to see like that there's always two sides of the story yeah and it's done with so much humor and it kind of is similar to what we were saying with like the new saved by the bell too where they like yeah are just like showing all the things that were wrong with it in the past almost and like 
yeah and how and filter okay and using a new filter on it so yeah. with that whole five, fifth dimension or mm. 2021 or how you see like i don't even think it's millennials i don't know what the generation after millennials is called but uh, there's like a different perspective on what life is and how people should treat each other and how yeah how society yeah. should work and i feel like the new save by the bell and cobra kai are both examples of that I and i love so. it i'm like so it's here so for good. it good i and I personally feel so much more comfortable now in the way that the world is going because the values that are getting eschewed as yeah. like as like the way to think now and all of that kind of stuff and the ability to talk about the universe or <laughs> you know yeah really like go into that and that's become so mainstream like well, I just finally feel I feel like everything's kind of is coming out like into I'm the more open. in flow with yeah yeah with the what the majority is i guess well and like even all this crazy stuff that's been happening in america like it's awful but it's kind of like showing things for what it is like it's finally like so obvious that there's these like crazy white supremacists that are still which was like, always there yeah before. it was always there it just but now in, it's like it was in hidden. front of everyone's eyes like yeah. fully so that no one can like can refute say it, that really. it's not yeah <laughs> so yeah i think it's a lot of 2021 is just Flipping the script and showing everything and yeah. For what it is and being honest, open. Yeah. Mm. Good, good communication. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. So what was the other thing we want oh, to talk about? Jungle. Oh That's yeah. Our other Netflix recommendation. So you watched it first. I watched it first. It was on, it's on Amazon Prime and Netflix in Australia at least. And it's from three years ago with... Daniel Radcliffe. I keep wanting to say Elijah Wood, and then yeah. I'm like, they're not the same I person. Watched it the other night and I, we, I was like, yeah, it is. They are similar, and yeah, yeah. it's the like same vibe and yeah. stuff. So he's very small, though. I think he's smaller yeah. than Elijah Wood. Yeah. Um. So it's based on a true story. There's a book written about that I actually want to read now. Uh, and set in the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. it's set in the early 80s. Um. And Daniel Radcliffe is an Israeli backpacker who kind of like goes against his parents wishes and stuff and leaves Israel to travel for a year instead of like settling down and having a job and stuff mm. um and there's like some really and his dad's like a holocaust survivor. yeah like kind of a little bit yeah. of like background into like where his grandfather and this um what was the book that he gives him yeah. it was like a luck and he said this is the luck this is what his grandfather had this kind of like little a, book of prayers or yeah. something that he would carry around with him and helped him and he said helped him survive the holocaust and that yeah. was the thing and then he gives it to daniel radcliffe um at the beginning of the movie and says this is your lucky charm basically mm. and if you have this you'll you'll be, be okay. okay and so there's like a really kind of beautiful link back to his yeah. family throughout the whole movie and, and some flashbacks and stuff like that and that idea that that thing that a lot of people do go through when they first finally go against their parents wishes yeah. or like their parents dreams like go and out on their own for the first time it's a big deal right it's mm. like a rite of passage and stuff and so daniel radcliffe leaves leaves israel and then he goes to bolivia or he's been going through south america i don't know yeah. where else he's been um but he's in bolivia and just like you get that i just love it like i forget what it's like to be in a different country that feels really different even right? the lighting in the movie i feel like was that like different type of sunshine where you're like you know you're in a different place well, we all say costa rica has yeah. it's like everything's really yellow like an orange it's like a different filter when you take like, a picture yeah. yeah it feels like you've put tropical filter mm. over it and you don't even have that in australia even though no. i think people in canada would think it no, would it's, it's a different kind of light here yeah. too um here i feel like it's more california light yeah it's more like blue light yellow or like yeah just a, but yeah costa yeah. rica is this like 
It's got like an orange, like a rich, yeah, yeah. like earthy. And so Bolivia and like and how it's filmed in this movie, it feels the same. And it's cool because it's the '80s too, so they don't have cell phones, right? It's no. that's like real backpacking yeah. where you wouldn't. Yeah, you just have an adventure and so anyways he meets this guy marcus and then this other guy carl like uh, marcus is i think from belgium and carl's from oh no No, kevin kevin Kevin. kevin's from america um and then they meet this like older guy carl who i think is german or something like that and he says i can take you into the amazon like go on an adventure like like, go to this remote village and yeah, yeah you get to see all this cool stuff like and so I keep wanting to say Elijah Wood. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> convinces the two other guys to come with him on this, like, what's going to be an epic adventure. Yeah. Um, and Carl's like, there's no map. Like, you just follow the river. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and so it begins. And it's the first time in a while that I got really into a movie. Yeah, you way. were very emphatic after you watched it. And were like, I was just entranced. Yeah, <laughs> well, Scott and I were both just like, because it was a really rainy night. I think, it was, no, it was New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. And like, it was just pouring rain. And we ordered a Domino's pizza, which we like <laughs> hadn't, we wouldn't normally do even. And that took like two hours to come. And we finally ate it at 10 p.m. And then oh, we God. wanted, like, we can't go to bed right away. So we'll just watch this movie. And then it was so fun. It felt like I'm I impressed you didn't fall asleep exactly <laughs> like that's that says a lot because i fall asleep to everything <laughs> so yeah jungle was just if you want to feel like you're in the amazon and and all the crazy stuff that happens basically mm. this isn't a spoiler daniel radcliffe somehow gets separated from the group and then he has to survive for yeah. i think it's 21 days yeah it's a long time um in the amazon and a lot of crazy stuff happens and it's based on a true story so and there's like a big mystery kind of that mm. happens at the end actually I really want to, I think they, did they both write, or did a bunch of them write books after? I just want to read more about the story. Like, you'll end it wanting to, you said you went wanting on the Reddit forums. <laughs> yeah, there's all these people, like, speculating all this stuff. But um, it's a very involving movie. And the last time I felt like that about a movie in that way, I realized was Lion. Oh, yeah. Where Lion I also then wanted to do research after. And, yeah. and you really, you really feel the senses of, in line of being in Tasmania versus being in India. Yeah. Like, um, and it really gives you... It, like at the end I was really like cheering for him yeah. you know and that was the same kind of thing in this yeah. so it was just really nice it also reminded me a bit of the beach like in yeah. that way of like new but adventure way more yeah. intense <laughs> way more intense yeah but yeah it was definitely like the beach <laughs> but yeah those are our Netflix recommendations um what else so you oh wait are well, I, oh, oh I wanted I feel like we kind of talked about this out of order but I really yeah. quickly wanted to say that the reason why I wanted to bring up Jungle before was because it reminded me of our Costa Rica, Costa Rica. experience, <laughs> even though we obviously were not in any way segregated in, in the, the Amazon, <laughs> lost in the jungle and having to survive. We were living a very, very different life in Costa Rica when we went there on our first trip. But um, it gives you that feeling of like when you mm. go on, a, you go to a place that really changes your life. Yeah. It's very different from where you are and, and really shakes you to your core. And so even though I didn't actually have a similar experience to his character, (laughs) I had this feeling like I remembered that feeling again. And because at the end of the movie, they also say that um, the Yazi, the Daniel Radcliffe character, um, after everything that had happened and he got lost in the Amazon, all this stuff, he actually goes back to Bolivia to the village later to the village. um, And he sets up an eco like tourism resort and that I think is still around now. So yeah it just was like i was like of course because you get this tie to those places that change you forever and um part of the episode that we're doing today is 
like about the yeah. place that changed us forever. And so it's that same kind of feeling. Yeah, you're, yeah. Just, you're never the same again. And even it, if like you're imprint like, on your soul, you feel like you're lucky in some ways to get out alive mm-hmm. because it's wild and it just, just like, like beautiful swallows beast. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you and then you think, OK, I'm done and you leave. But then it, you always it's always like got a hold on you for yeah. the rest of your life. And yeah, so that's why we wanted to have this episode today where we talk about Costa Rica and because all of our friends have heard about it like a million, yeah. billion times over. And then we thought, you know what, it's it's, it's time to do to that episode. record that for us and just to be able to look back at it. And like, yeah, we talk to so many people about it all the time. Well, and also, so December 21st, 2000. 12 12. they said was the beginning of like the third dimension going into the like and it was supposed to be the end of the world and yeah and it was supposed to be the end of the world and stuff and that was the day that we went to costa rica um and so the day for us that our previous world ended and this new world began yeah it's still crazy to think back to that yeah and so i think it's just i think now that we're into so we went from 2012 and now we're in 2021 which is like that funny just opposite numbers and i think it's time it's time for us to do our Costa Rica episode finally and go through what it was to us what happened there why it was so special and why it could be a place that you might want to go to too yeah but also before we get into that this might be our last podcast before you have (laughs) your baby it's like t minus 16 days until the due (laughs) date yeah so I am now 37 weeks pregnant and six days so yeah i'll be 38 38. on monday and you're supposed to go to 40 weeks but uh i went to the midwife last week and she said that most first-time pregnancies on average go 40 weeks in five days which is so funny because that's tori's birthday and (laughs) i'm I'm saying alex always wanted us to be twins and was obsessed with twins in sweet valley high and like everything and i was like (laughs) maybe you'll finally have your twins in me and your baby (laughs) exactly um so yeah 40 weeks and five days would be great yeah um as long and so i i also i wish we could like actually have a forum with you guys because i think it's so like I really want her to be an Aquarius, yeah. even though I'm also like, okay, what'll be, will be. be, she'll either be a Capricorn or Aquarius. And, um, I have so, like most of my friends in Australia are actually yeah, Capricorn. a lot of Capricorn friends. Like guys and mom is Capricorn and like, yeah, yeah and then our mom's Capricorn. But for me, like, I just, I'd love it if she was an Aquarius, but we'll see. We'll like, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And then I feel like depending on if she is a Capricorn or is an Aquarius, I'll know like the different lesson I'm supposed to learn. In life, and yeah. just because like everything you're supposed to learn. Well, and the psychic told you she has divine timing. So I feel like yeah, whenever she's born, it's for a reason. And she knows what she's supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So we'll see. The yeah. countdown is on. Like, well, And then it's also she'll either be like our mom's best friend or my best friend. <laughs> and your mortal enemy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I think it'll just be so cool to see. I just want to see what her face looks like. Yeah, I just, like, me can't too. Wait. Although I'm learning so many strange things about pregnancy. So one of the things is she's been engaged like for the last few weeks, which is like her head's, been her head's down. been down, right? Yeah. And her body's like in the right position, which is really Good. great. And she can move out of that. But like, I think it gets less and less likely that it'll yeah. happen as she gets bigger because there's less yeah. space for her to move in. But I went to the doctor yesterday and because I have to go every week basically until she's born now. And then the doctor was saying that she thinks that I've dropped, which means like when your stomach, you definitely have like, yeah. you've <laughs> it's like 
it just gets lower, right? And it actually gets way more uncomfortable. And you really do feel like you have a bowling ball strapped to your body. Uh, and she, it's like she's engaged. So I think she's like almost in the canal basically to come out. And they say when you drop, like it doesn't mean that you're going to have the baby right away. It's not actually an indicator yeah. of it, but it just means she's like locked she's and loaded. Ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. And that I waddle. Like you, you can't not waddle because you basically have a giant baby. Between you're like your holding legs. it. Like, you're holding. Yeah. That you have to like kind of like maneuver yourself around. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be an interesting, like next, what, 15 to 20 days. days? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm just going to, I, I can't really do much, so I can't walk for long distances anymore. Um, I'm really, it is really uncomfortable, but it's not unbearable, which is nice. I, for me, at least I know for some people it's really awful. It's so funny, like on all the baby forums and stuff that I'm Mm. a part of. So many people want their baby to come early. Really? Because they, they're just, just done, done with pregnancy. Yeah. They're like, I just want to. Yeah. But I don't know. I think. I want her to come on time. Because I take the week <laughs> off. And then if she comes on time, I'll have like You'll a good have amount of time to just like <laughs> hang out with her. Yeah. I just think we all want her to come. Yeah. Like, because we just, I still need the next two in a bit weeks to yeah. like sort some stuff out. And yeah. And my doctor said as long as I stay like relaxed and stuff, it probably will be okay, mm. even though she's like so low now. Yeah. And ready. It's funny how that works with birthdays, though, because like our mom is Jan 16th, our grandma is 27th, I'm 30th, and then you, your daughter will be somewhere in the middle of all yeah. that, probably. <laughs> like, how? Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an order to things. Like, things, they're, they're, it's always like a little symbol yeah. and a sign for you. Um, yeah. And what I've. I don't know if I think I'll save like the other pregnancy stuff I'm learning. I will do a pregnancy. Yeah. Like a podcast. podcast I think you should to like go through yeah, all the so lessons stuff that I've never learned. heard of yeah. or didn't know happened. And I'm sure other people haven't either. And it's just interesting to hear mm. it like, yeah, from, from someone, someone else. You know. um, so, yeah, we'll definitely share that with you after the birth and stuff and yeah, what it's like. Hopefully everything goes OK. But yeah, well. <laughs> now it's just a countdown. Okay, so should we get into Costa Rica? Yes, we should. Okay, so the first thing we wanted to do before we actually talk about it is set the scene of where we were in our lives in that What year. was the year of 2012? Oh. Maybe you should think back too, dear yeah. listeners. <laughs> and Ew. think about where were what you? that year was for you as well. Because I think it was a pretty pivotal piv- pivotal time for a lot of people. I think so too. What I've heard. Mm. So what were you doing, Tori? I was actually like, it was the end of 2012 that we went to Costa Rica and that was pretty much the midpoint of law school for me. So I'd been in law school for like a year and a half. I think that first summer I went back to my old job at the paper company (laughs) and like just had a really disappointing summer with like boys because I really wanted to date and meet someone. And then I was, had a crush on like our tennis coach, but and he, I think he liked me. Like, he was very flirty oh, with definitely me. You did. and Dan, both, and yeah. Dan would never say anything about that was anyone. Yeah, but he was like, oh, yeah, I think he does. But then, like, <laughs> nothing ever happened. And I think I was like, we should get a beer sometime. And he was like, yeah, but then. You definitely tried. I did. And I, for me, that was a big deal because I would did never you do run anything. run into him on the subway or something? I ran into him. No, I saw him a couple years later at, at like the Greek festival, but I didn't oh. actually see him. I saw him from afar. So then I emailed him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, was that I you that email. I saw? And then he just said, yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god and i was like okay and then i tried to date this other guy i met who was a couple years younger and like working in finance and we went on all these dates and just like nothing ended up happening it was just so anticlimactic and i just feel like i had so many experiences like that in my first year of law school and in that summer and i was so tired of all of that and then with law school i was it's so funny though when you look back how your experiences like when you have those mm. frustrations are setting you up for to have a certain mindset yeah. for something that's coming up for sure but we'll talk about that later too um and then with law school i was really law like i didn't even my first year of law school i was questioning if i should be there what i was doing but i was already like oh i have my line of credit i already have debt i just need to finish it and then i had done oh so second year of law school is when you have all those crazy on-campus interviews that i talked about in the law school episode didn't get any interviews like didn't have a job for the next summer yet and was just kind of floundering a bit being like what is my life and just not not very happy (laughs) i was just like oh i don't want i don't even want to like one of these law jobs like what am i just surviving like what i definitely was i think i was just like partying a lot at school and just trying to I was basically just like I just need to get through it I just need to finish yeah get a job like pay off my debt I was just in that survival mode of okay this is the path that next, I'm on next, and this next, is what yeah. I have to do like I felt like I couldn't Let's get drunk I couldn't yeah <laughs> I felt like time. I couldn't look outside it or I would get really like depressed and like mm-hmm. I was just like okay I'm just gonna be on this path and do it I'm on a train yeah it's too high speed yeah so I have to and it was also I get to the destination it was also for me because during undergrad basically every summer I had done like some big travel or gone somewhere like I went and worked as a nanny in France and Belgium and then I did like an internship in Quebec and then I did my exchange in Paris so I'd done all these stints abroad in undergrad and then it'd been a few years and I hadn't done anything like that so I was really just like in that North American be successful like Mm -hmm. blah 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 path where I yeah I just think I was your bubble had shrunk yeah a lot got really thick too yeah Yeah. so I think I was cloudy (laughs) not i was just not happy i definitely wasn't happy yeah what about you 2012 <laughs> was a really interesting year yeah. for me actually that's why i was like i wonder i don't remember what our like correspondence with each other was about mm. everything or like what our awareness of how we were feeling that yeah. year was so that was the year where i was in my dream job that oh, ended up yeah. being my nightmare and i quit it after three months or i mm. wanted to quit before my probation was over oh yeah and I went to Australia, like with my best friend for three weeks. And that was like a huge transformative yeah. trip for me. Um, and I was ar- I was married. And I, so I went on this trip, <laughs> like with my best friend and stuff. Um, and then I wanted to move to Australia basically after, like after a few months of coming back and was trying to convince mm. my like husband, which feels so weird to say yeah. that. Um, but we were so and young. How old we you were, were what, 27? 20, yeah. Maybe 27 yeah. at that point. Yeah, 27 at that point. Um and uh yeah 27 sorry i just think 27 28 (laughs) um but yeah and then i like applied i ended up eventually it was just like months and months of kind of being in limbo i think i started freelancing and then i got a job back at um the bank of montreal Mm. and i loved working with that team like so that was on a contract and literally there was the best people there that that had a lot of fun there Yeah. yeah so that was one of those things where like I started to feel alive again and it's like I just love it when you meet like the right people for you at the right time and so that came in at a good time um but I still didn't know what I was going to be doing with my future and I just Mm. wanted to go to Australia and I felt like Canada was just never going to be enough and so I was just trying to convince my ex to move to Australia yeah to do it like let's just go and try an adventure like we had nothing well he was super unhappy at that yeah and he hated his job and all Mm. this kind of stuff and it was like why not it would have been such a good thing but 
anyways then um we were having so many issues in general and um i won't go into it like for his sake and stuff but um basically we broke up in november Mm. i think it was or decided to separate right after some big stuff happened and i was just in our apartment he had gone to live with his parents for a little bit so i was in the apartment alone um it was already winter and i had all this freelance work lined up Mm. but i was like i can't spend the next three months in the middle of canadian winter by myself in the apartment just doing work and i don't remember like did you feel like you had failed or did you feel like like what did you feel like with the separation i felt so i i felt so sad because we were best friends that's my best that was my best friend and i felt like frustrated because i i just felt like we were a good couple in a lot of ways because we were really good friends and compared to other couples that we knew we had a really good good relationship relationship, but there were just certain it just like felt like we couldn't move forward and so it was one of those things where it feels like you're going against the tide going against the Mm. or going against the current constantly and you just are drowning and, and nothing that you do can make it work and this yeah. is like I, that kind of stuff has happened to me a few times in my life where and i know it's happened with other people mm. too um it's like when you just feel like you no matter what you do something is like destined to yeah. not work even yeah. if you want it so badly and so that might be like with a job or with yeah i don't know with anything that you might want in your life yeah. and i've seen this with my friends and stuff now and i always counsel it as like there's nothing it's not like if you had just said this one thing yeah. or you had just done this one other thing no, differently like, like i really do think that we have these paths we're supposed to go down to learn certain things so when you just feel like nothing's working <laughs> yeah like you're just yeah. swimming and swimming and like treading water, Sometimes treading water. You just, well it is like what they say when you're drowning i think it's like just let go and go with the current not drowning but like don't yeah. swim against the current just let it take you so you don't tire yourself out. <laughs> yeah exactly and so i think that's like a really important mm. lesson to learn and that experience with my ex really helped me going forward in life like even mm. though i would still try and save situations or yeah. save things or control things like in some ways to have an outcome that i wanted at the time the best outcome for me is always what would end up happening whether mm. i realized that was the best outcome yeah. or not later um so anyways <laughs> that was like that's how it felt and yeah and then um yeah so I was sad and I felt depressed and I didn't want to have Christmas at home yeah I was like I just have to get out of here and I remember you were like let's go somewhere like let's go do something and so I don't even remember saying that (laughs) well I might have said that I don't know but we were like let's get away like let's get away for like a week Mm. right so over Christmas which is just like no time at all anyways and I remember we started doing research on places to go that were cheap and we would have booked this like in December, like it was early December or something. I remember. Um, Which like at the time and the way our life was felt reckless. It was like, ooh. (laughs) And um, because this was like Tori and I when we were super proper, super North American. Very anxious, very like. Yeah, like straight A, all of this kind of stuff. But so we, we looked around and everything was kind of really expensive and we didn't mm. want to do a packaged vacation i no. don't think um so we're looking at places that you could just go to and then like figure it out kind of from there hostel and, yeah and then the only place that was really affordable and stuff was costa rica mm-hmm. and you'd actually already been before yeah, i went on a band trip because i'm really cool <laughs> in high school <laughs> band we went, camp? yeah we went in band camp and it was fun i like i had fun when in 
in band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was, I think that was a bit reassuring for us that I'd been there before too. So it was like, okay, it's somewhere I kind of knew or like at least had experienced. Yeah, so we booked a flight to go there. We booked the hostel. There weren't mm-hmm. that many options, I don't think, at the time. No. But like, and then that was it. And it was like for six, five or six days. Yeah, it wasn't it even wasn't a long, long time. And it was no. over Christmas. And then we were coming back for a Calvin Harris concert. Like and that was right before. It wasn't even on New Year's. It was like two days before. Um, and so that was kind of the setup. Like I was depressed <laughs> and separated. Yeah. And but I knew I was going to Australia. So that was one oh, yeah, of the things. Got your I got my visa and stuff, yeah. but and I was like, I'm gonna go. I think I was planning to go in February or go mm. February or March or something of the next year, and so I knew that was coming. But I also was really scared to do it because it just obviously was like a huge deal. I didn't yeah. really know anyone there, and I was like dealing with all this emotional stuff. And I remember I wanted to go to Costa Rica and have like a mini backpacking yeah. feeling trip well and i don't think you'd done anything like that in a long time because like, you did greece but that would have been like 10 years before yeah so it would be a long time and you'd been with dan for so long and like been in that bubble it's so true so i just mm. wanted to um like break get, the seal, yeah break almost. the seal basically yeah. and like just go and have that experience and then feel more comfortable when i went to australia with like the costa rica stuff under my belt so and i had no idea how <laughs> much i would break the seal but Anyways, um, so we had our flight booked. Um, it was for December 21st. Yeah, I think we were really just both looking for an escape from like our realities that we were not happy with. We wanted some sunshine. Yeah. Just some sunshine. Like yeah. that's it. Like Because we always loved the beach. Like that was always. Yeah. And just yeah. to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like the simple things in life. Yeah. So we got there December 21st, didn't we? Yeah. 2012. And it, it did almost feel like, because it, it was supposed to be the end of the world that night, and we it almost felt like, oh, this is, like, maybe the end of, like, yeah, like, your marriage, I guess. <laughs> like, just everything. Yeah. We didn't know what was going to happen. No. Um, but I remember, so, we got these, li- we had these little, like, paper journal things yeah. from your old company or yeah. something. And so we were like, let's just document every day and write it down like a diary. Mm. And then we also made a pact because we said when we go on this trip, we'll just say yes to everything. everything. Like, let's not be too conservative. Yeah, we were trying to break out of our shells, really, and just like do something different. Have an experience. Yeah. So um, I went through and I found some emails that I wrote my best (laughs) friend when we were there. It was like just like the first three days or something. Uh, And it kind of gives you like a little feeling about what we what? were doing yeah. and, and how we were starting to feel. So I here's email the first after the first night, I think. So we're here and having the best time ever. Mm-hmm. We already went to a bonfire beach party and there was a Costa Rican end of the world party at the bar on the beach. These crazy traditional dancers came out with feathers and then there was the best fireworks display ever. It was amazing. We met this guy, Sammy, who is our best friend. I didn't remember Sammy. (laughs) 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 Um, And literally, I mean, no exaggeration. Oh, Carl's twin brother, which is someone that we knew. Anyways, I'll go past that. Um, We already did our first surf lesson, which was so much fun. And they invited us to a surf competition at Playa Hermosa this afternoon. So we're going to go watch. I hope you're doing well, that your layover is amazing and it's not too cold. Um, I will try and bring back some warmth with me. So that was day one. Yeah. And like when we first got there, we got there at night. So we got to the airport at night and I think we had pre-booked a taxi. Yeah, maybe. we pre-booked a taxi. And then like the sky there at night is so dark, but the stars are so 
right? And you drive like through the jungle, jungle, really. And like, we had no idea what to expect. And we were like, oh, is it going to be dangerous? Like, I remember we were like pretty nervous. We were scared arriving yeah. at night. Yeah. I didn't bring my laptop. No, I, I don't I even think sure I brought my phone. Like. I feel like I was just like, oh, it's going to be dangerous. Because we read all these reviews on like TripAdvisor, I think. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh. And we were so sheltered. Yeah, we were so, so sheltered. So our first night was like, I think a bit apprehensive almost and mm-hmm. nervous because we were like, what is it going to be like? Well, I remember when we arrived at mm. the hostel and stuff. I think we ate I think at we the burger. Cafe. Yeah. And then we went for a little walk around, even though it was yeah. night. And the the road seemed pretty empty mm. and it also seemed a bit like mm, what, what is this yeah, town like, like is it and what how and i remember thinking how are we gonna spend five days <laughs> like, it's gonna be a really long time little like, did we, we know <laughs> yeah little did we know um and then yeah so that was like kind of our first introduction mm. to see so when we went to bed it really felt like that thing of like what, what are, are we, we gonna wake up, up to, up to? Mm. yeah and then, yeah, I so I also forgot about that bonfire on the beach and stuff yeah. that I wrote Sid about. And, like, that was so, that was so I different that's, us. like, the universe, like, putting on a show for us to be like, okay, girls. Well, and <laughs> I was there for, like, another year, basically, yeah. after. And I never saw another bonfire on the beach with or a bunch like, of dance, yeah. like, traditional dancers. Yeah. So that was actually something really special. Yeah. And it's not like there was a hotel right and there like or something. Fireworks I don't even know yeah, how was, that was organized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the beginning. Yeah. And so we woke up the next day and I remember, yeah, it was like, okay, let's like get breakfast, go surfing and then like see what else happens kind of thing. Um, and just like start that whole thing. Exploration. Oh, Um, and there was this decision when we went to the beach and we're like, which surf tent should we go to? Yeah, there was two (laughs) surf tents at the end of the road. And then we chose one that like would have forever changed our fate. Um, I'm going to read the next email from that day that I sent Sid after day two. So it was, we had the best day ever yesterday. We already feel like we've done everything we needed to do on our trip. We did surfing lessons in the morning and then had an amazing fish lunch and then went to the surf competition in the town over that we were invited to. It is literally one of the top moments in my life. It was so crazy beautiful and the sun was setting. We sat on the beach with the, with the people we came with and watched these amazing surfers do blue crush like tricks while listening to Bob Marley's Could You Be Loved. I don't think I even need to go to Hawaii now. (laughs) Then our surf school leader took us to this crazy cheap Costa Rican buffet. And then we went home, napped and went out to Orange Bar for the night. Then we went to the beach and (laughs) smoked weed (laughs) with our Costa Rican surf instructors. It was all so crazy. I feel like a million things have already happened. Um, Today we're going to do a beach day, tomorrow zip lining, and Christmas we're going to hike this mountain. We are Costa Rican crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me really happy. It does. It actually felt like a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Like it was one of those things where you feel like you're almost a celebrity or the center of the universe. Because it's so true. Everyone like it's because it was a small place too, like fairly small. It's basically like one street sort of and. Well, and we end up having like these romances with our two surf, surf instructors. instructors. And then like, I think the second <laughs> or first night we like went to Taco Bar and then one of them just like appeared and was like, hey, okay, wait, so Taco Bar was awesome. First of yeah, all, it was like swings. Yeah. So all the seats are swings around this big bar where you can just go and it's all you can eat like toppings buffet. for your yeah. tacos yeah. and you can get like sides of pasta and salad and stuff and and yeah it's just all included so we would go we went there i remember we were all dressed up and we like sat on these yeah. swings and started having tacos and didn't your guy yeah. 
he came up and was like, oh, hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> going like, on? How did he find us? <laughs> like, you know, we were here. <laughs> and then I think he called, like, my guy. And then my yeah. guy came. And then all of a sudden, we were sitting on swings and with these like two surf date. instructors on a double date. <laughs> and we were like, is our life literally a Mary-Kate yeah. and Ashley Olsen movie? <laughs> It was like Mary Kate and Ashley go to Costa Rica. Yeah, it was like everything we had always wanted out of a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun, like a little bit of romance, all of this stuff. And um, the guys were so different from the guys back home, but that's something to talk yeah. about later too. What else happened on that trip? I feel like it was just okay. Wait, a I wanted to yeah. read day three email. Yes. So like day three, then I wrote her again. Um, I get, I said okay. So we are having the best time ever. I'm not going to write it all down in email, but basically every day is amazing magic and just keeps getting better. Like eight exclamation marks. <laughs> more like more and more perfect. Um, zip lining was amazing and we were the only people there. So it was like a private zip lining tour. We did more surf lessons today and now we're going to get massages, then go to a Christmas party with our Costa Rican friends. Paradise, you should pop by. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'd just say yes. So there were lots of things that we said yes to that we wouldn't have before. So oh, yeah. like the sur the head owner of the surf school was really sketch. Like yeah, he's, he was a, he's bit, a bit of a creep. And um oh he's quite well known though, so <laughs> say my name. And he was the one who invited us to first of all comp. the surf competition yeah. in Playa Hermosa, where we were like listening to Bob Marley and all that stuff. Mm. Um and we would never have said yes before, no. but we just were like Let's say yes. There's both of yeah. us. And then we end up meeting these other tourist girls that he had also invited yeah. um, when we were there. And then also we said yes to going to his place for the Christmas party with yeah. the other Costa Ricans that we'd met. Um, yeah, we said yes to the zip lining. We said, yeah. Yeah, just, like, just everything. It was for two girls who were so cautious and, and sheltered. So sheltered. Yeah, it was. It really helped. Deal. And I know that kind of a thing like just say yes it's really is common so normal now. and yeah. whatever now but th this was eight years ago so it wasn't yeah. as much of a thing then no. at all and it wasn't yolo i don't even no. think yolo existed yet. i don't think so so <laughs> yeah we were yoloing before, before YOLO it was a thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was totally worth it and oh yeah so one of the girls we met at the surf comp was oh that was a girl a named Emily. Yeah. Is she American? American. American, but she was living in South Africa. Yeah, she was living in. And uh, was she like studying to be a doctor? Cape Elizabeth Town. Town. Elizabeth Town. Right. Uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, Town. I think so. Um, and we just were chatting with her on the beach, and I forget why did we find she was so inspiring because she just like a she was super cool. Yeah, like just, she was really one of those cool. people who's who like so in charge of themselves and like, like yeah. yeah all this stuff, and she was a. a pre-med doctor or whatever yeah um, and i yeah. think she just said she'd got her like tooth teeth knocked out by a surfboard and then her boyfriend was a doctor and like uh, yeah he like, like made her drink a bottle of vodka and then like <laughs> shoved her tooth back into her mouth <laughs> or, like, yeah. or like stitched her lip yeah. up or something but uh, obviously she was gorgeous she looked like she was tan she was surfing yeah. and she was l learning to surf in port elizabeth that's what it was called and um she was just so cool. I feel like we were in awe of her and we were just like, who is this like magical person that's just who can also have like a re respectable job, job yeah. and all that stuff, and then, but like, live travel around the world life. and learn to surf. And I feel like we were just like, how? And can was we going be to Costa Rica for yeah. fun, like uh, at Christmas On a surfing break. trip. 
Um, so this was before Instagram was really popular. This was yeah. before any of that kind of stuff and like uh, digital nomads and influencers. I just feel like stuff. we didn't know anyone who was yeah, living that way. I don't think people really saw that. So there no. was like a little peek behind the curtain of mm. like a life we didn't know could be experienced. Yeah. And yeah, so she was super cool. And I think after that, we were kind of like, what would Emily do? <laughs> was like yeah, that thing. was the next thing. Like uh, with, along with our just say yes to everything, we were like, what would Emily do? <laughs> um, but yeah, that like, it felt like we lived an entire lifetime or many. I feel like in that trip, it was so much happened. And it was just like, I think I had definitely just been in like complete survival mode before that, just kind of trying to get through everything. And then it's like, you get thrown into this new situation where everything is new and you're really like in it. And like mm -hmm. every moment is like you're present. Yeah. Your eyes are just like, Whoa, like what's all of this stuff that's happening. And you're like feeling things again. And you're stimulated yeah, too you're just, by the things around you mm. and the people around you. And they're making you think differently because they think differently and they yeah. act differently. And it's just like, you're really alive. Yeah. Um, I want to read because I wrote all the stuff in like our notebooks that we got. And then I think after that trip, because I, I feel like I was just processing so much and had like it just like awakened me in such a different way. So I kind of wrote almost like a New Year's resolution. I wrote 2013 goals. And Ooh. I feel like this is almost the beginning of like a tenfold manifesto life so i'm gonna read it because maybe this will inspire you for your new year as well yeah. i feel like reading it back inspired me and i was like oh yeah this. <laughs> um so i want 2013 to be my most memorable year yet i want to look back on it and feel like i've accomplished meaningful things taken risks and proactively pursued the life that i want to live I want to feel like I've taken control of my life and steered it into the direction of my choice. I need to make a lot of changes to the way I think and act to achieve this, and it will require a continual conscious effort to break out of my oh, usual wow, habits yeah. and reactions. I need to say yes to every new opportunity, no matter how awkward, uncomfortable, or worried I may be about it. I need to create my own opportunities to get what I want and live a more fulfilling life. I have to block out external pressures, forget what others may think, stop overanalyzing, and just do whatever I want to do in the moment. I need to be present every second and realize that essentially everything is an opportunity. I just haven't been looking at things in the right light. I want to feel strong emotions and need to take the risk of making mistakes and having regrets. That is how you learn and grow in life. I feel like I've been living in a limbo for a long time, not really feeling anything real or making any real decisions. It's so easy to get stuck in that state because it's comfortable and safe and so many people do it, but that is not who I was meant to be. I have passion, ambition, and life in me that needs to breathe and experience everything there is. I need to oh, light the fire under myself and not waste another minute being bored and boring. <laughs> I need to live life like I'm on vacation and look at every day like an exciting adventure filled with endless possibilities. I know this will be hard at times, but I'm lucky to have experiences, my sister and friends to fall back on and remind me of these goals. Life is short and I might only have one of them. So why should I waste a single second wondering when I could be doing? I want my life to be a fun, exciting adventure filled with love and laughter and that will never happen if I keep sitting on the sidelines it is time for me to step up and become the center of my own universe 2013 is the year that i will come alive take charge and never look back wow i feel like so powerful. that's pretty tenful yeah <laughs> back then. um but yeah i feel like it really did ignite that fire in me and make me be like oh like you can like 
have more emotions and take risks and do things and like feel alive Life can be exciting yeah and it just really opened my eyes and I, and I feel like when I came back from Costa Rica especially when I went again in the summer and came back I really did try and live life to the fullest and like with mm-hmm. dating and with friends and travel like everything I was really like I'm just gonna make the most out of Canadian life as I can and did yeah you definitely did it completely veered us onto a different course mm. and like shone a light on the path that we needed to take next yeah. which we wouldn't have known if we hadn't gone and had that yeah. experience I just think I hadn't felt alive in so long like I literally was just living in that survival mode in like we were in hibernation yeah like a bear in a cave and we didn't even know it I know yeah well even then we left after five or six days of mm. whatever it was and we came back. We were thinking about staying. We could have stayed for New Year's and stuff, but we were like, no, we have this Calvin Harris concert to go to. So we need to come back for this concert. Um, and that was also that same kind of like responsibility of like what you said you were going to do, even yeah. though we didn't want to do it. And we came back, went to this concert, hated the concert, yeah. hated the experience. Like we were like, this was so not worth it. Um, no. We could have been dancing to Calvin Harris in Costa Rica, <laughs> like under the stars. Yeah. Um and yeah, and we totally regretted it. And that also, I think, was like a big thing to spur us to not let responsibilities, let yeah. even though like Calvin Harris concert is responsibility. But you know what I mean? Like things that you feel like you're supposed to do because mm. like you've committed to people and all that kind of stuff um, to not let that stand in the way of what we actually want or from us having like real life experiences. Yeah. Because I think at that time it still felt like, oh, that was just a holiday break in some ways we were like oh that's not real life like you can't just extend that forever but then but it was like i remember when we came back and so i've written an article called what are your conditionings that's on Mm. the tenfold site and where is it yeah what are your conditionings um i'm gonna put a link up to it like in the show notes and stuff um but in that link it shows the picture of like what the outside of my window looked like when we came back to Toronto <laughs> and it was so funny because in Costa Rica it was just yeah bright multicolored lights like this like orange beautiful glow mm. everywhere sunsets we'd never seen like no. so beautiful right that really it's just a feast for your eyes and we came back to Toronto and forgot that it was uh, this cold cold like Great. concrete jungle basically yeah. and our dad picked us up I think at night too yeah and just the stark contrast of like the heat and the sounds of the jungle I'm pretty sure and the we full went moon to like a Kelsey's or one of those like <laughs> yeah. restaurants if you're from Toronto you know what they are um like in a plaza somewhere on the Queensway or something and just thought oh what are like how how is this our life like and yeah and then just that like realizing how different before that too I'd always been like I'm a city girl like I can't live in a small town like I can never do that and then being in a small tropical town I was like (laughs) oh that's a different story (laughs) yeah I can definitely do that Uh, so yeah just like the switch was turned on and we couldn't turn it off after that and we didn't stay away for very long after that yeah so I decided like since I was like, I'm home, um, what am I doing in January and February? I'm just working from home on these projects that I had and it's depressing and all this mm. kind of stuff. And I was like, why don't I just go back? Right. So like my Costa Rican romance was writing me. I think he called yeah. me. Um, and I thought, well, I have someone that I can like hang out with when I get back. And I had met 
I think his like his friend's girlfriend who was mm. there was like a lot of expats there. So that was our first introduction to expat culture of people yeah. like living somewhere else for a while. Um, so there are a lot of people from mostly Europe, I think, yeah. but some Canadians and stuff too, and Americans like over there. And so that kind of really like turned a light on too in yeah. me where I was like, oh, that's something I could do too. Like, and I can still make money and do my job. Yeah. And the time difference wasn't that great. So I, before I chickened out and changed my mind and like the, before the magic like yeah. faded, I booked a ticket back and I didn't ask our parents or like think about it, Yeah, which we would have before. Not that our parents would even be paying for the ticket or anything, yeah, but I would have just, just like, run it by them. And yeah. like, instead I was like, no, I'm not going to get any feedback from anyone. I'm just going to do this. I like, remember it was like very, it was a big characteristic. Yeah. So yeah. I booked a ticket. I think it was like 10 days after we, to go back 10 yeah. days after we came home. And I think it was for the month of January. It was like three weeks or something or four weeks. Mm. And then I told our parents and I remember I was like, I'm just going to say it like matter of factly. Yeah. And I told them and they kind of didn't freak out. I think because they probably like you had been so upset about the separation. And I feel yeah. like they probably could tell that you were actually like happy or alive again. Yeah. So maybe like it was yeah. just really interesting. And so because I thought that it was, there was going to be a lot of resistance. And yeah. I even thought like maybe I won't be able to go. Maybe they won't let yeah. me go or something. I Who knew? Um, but yeah, I just was like very matter of fact and I was like, I booked this ticket, I'm going from this to this and I'm leaving in 10 days. Yeah. And then I remember just being shocked at that you did it. Yeah. And I um, remember I was so jealous once you were back there because I feel like, yeah, our first trip like ignited such a thing in me and it felt like just a teaser of like what could be. Mm-hmm. And then when you went back, I was like, oh, I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you did. I went back for my birthday so that was like the end of January and I remember contemplating doing it and like lying on my couch in Windsor like during law school being like is this a crazy thing to do because it was also like maybe a week before reading week so there was actually a designated week-long holiday coming up and I was like I just want to be there for my birthday and I just remember debating and like hovering my finger over like the mouse and like should I click this should I not Uh, and like I didn't actually have money I had a line of credit so I was just like using my line of credit which felt so reckless yeah and I didn't even tell her parents like if they listen to this now they know for (laughs) sure like I did not tell them I was going because I was like no they'll like think it's so irresponsible Mm -hmm. and like I remember on the plane there they had to like circle around because they couldn't land at the right airport or something. something happened that was like a weird thing on the plane I was like if I die and my parents don't know that I'm even going on this trip that's really bad but it was just that was I think one of the first times I did something like reckless or really like yeah and I remember everyone at law school thought I was a kind of crazy because they were like it's not even re- like reading weeks in two weeks like <laughs> what are you doing I'm just like skipping a week of class and actually when I went because I Flew from but Detroit. it was your 25th birthday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I flew from Detroit, so I went over the border. And when I was going over the border, I remember the American like border guard was like, "Why, why are you going to Costa Rica for a week? Don't aren't you in school?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and they like made me sit Drugs. there for like an hour, and I was just like, "Oh god." <laughs> Oh. everyone thought you were crazy but yeah. then you arrived and how did you feel when you got there oh it was just like so nice and like when I arrived I, I immediately just saw like our friends that we had made already and you were mm-hmm. out and coming back later and I like sat in the hostel and had a meal and I was just like felt this intense happiness and like relief and was just like this is so nice where I'm supposed to be yeah it was really nice oh so okay what else did we want to talk about uh, basically for those who don't know, we ended up 
spending off and on the rest of the year there. Yeah. Like so I went back, back and for the summer during, yeah, like my last summer of law school, I just spent in Costa Rica. <laughs> so yeah. I was there for like three months and did a bit of work for a law firm there and like taught English and had many romances. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ended up extending that month stay to three months. So yeah. you can stay there for up to 90 days. I think mm. that was it on the visa. And then I went home to Canada and then I went to Australia um, because my parents were pressuring me and they actually my dad would call every day when I was in Costa Rica and mm-hmm. saying when are you going to Australia when are you going to Australia and I just wasn't ready and I was in this like romance that was such a soap so opera passionate. like so passionate like just so different with a Latin person you know yeah <laughs> and I never had anything like that and it was just like I just needed more of it at the time and I wasn't ready to like go and start real quote unquote like real life in Australia which before Australia had felt like it was going to be this huge departure from yeah. my Canadian life but then after Costa Rica I felt like it's oh it's, too Western. it's almost the same thing yeah. um which it wasn't but it, it, that's a whole <laughs> other thing um so I ended up staying like the three months and I went back to Canada then I went to Australia and then I stayed in Australia I think for a month and then I went back yeah again to Costa Rica you were here at winter weren't you yeah I was like like, it's starting to become winter I was in Sydney it was freezing I was wearing like socks and a winter hat and a scarf (laughs) and all of this stuff um and yeah and then I was still in love right or like and then I ended up going back to Costa Rica for another three months um and then back again after my farm work so I went back (laughs) Back a lot yeah like in 2013 it was just a crazy year but it was so it was so worth it and it was so exhilarating okay so i think i wanted to talk about costa rica specifically so like the kind of like adventure and and trip like the things that happen to us can happen to you anywhere that you go or any new situation or even if you're at in your same country but you go to a new school or you go to just in a new environment right but um I did want to like hone in on actually why Costa Rica is so special to us Mm. and like some different aspects of it from there apart from like the other themes of this episode so one is the Ticos (laughs) which is what you call Costa Rican you call Costa Rican guys so it's like Ticos and Ticas um, and the Ticos are really, they have such a reputation. So anyone who's yeah. been to Costa Rica would be like, oh yeah, the Ticos, right? Like Latin lovers. <laughs> um, because yeah, they have like this, at least in like the coastal beach towns and yeah. stuff, they're, they've got like such a reputation for, um, hooking up with like expat tourists yeah. and then just like having these romances, but being Lotharios really yeah, cheating, cheating, like running around um a lot of them hook up with european girls because costa ricans can go to europe without a visa i yeah. think so then a lot of guys actually end up getting married yeah, to european going to girls europe. and then like going to europe and like yeah. making a new life for themselves in europe and these are all like young guys in their like early 20s and yeah. stuff at the time um but yeah they were just like surf dudes and they all surf they smoke pot a lot yeah skateboarded they way too much pot that yeah. was a big, like yeah. that was that's probably the biggest issue I yeah. think, with them. um but they were also so different than any guys that we knew oh, in Canada, yeah. like times a hundred like they were so emotional and they were so romantic like they wanted to be in a relationship yeah i felt like you couldn't do anything to deter them like my experience <laughs> in canada was like i didn't even know how to do like i felt like guys were just a mystery where i was like i don't know how to like 
actually date anyone or like felt like anything I did would like scare someone away and they were like impossible to scare well, it away. It felt like the guys <laughs> in Canada were so neurotic. Yeah. And then the guys in Costa Rica were so masculine even yeah. though like masculine in terms of like the trope of what masculinity mm. is I guess, right? Yeah. Um in that they were very physical and very yeah. um in charge in like a nice way with you like they weren't yeah. in their heads, right? They were just yeah living and there and stuff but then they were also so romantic and so emotional and sensual and all of those kinds of things they take a lot of pride in that and like just like everything you would want from a romance that you like dreamed of in a romantic (laughs) movie or like yeah yeah if you've ever read a book and like loved a a character in a book like basically that's what the ticos felt like and for girls who had felt really starved of that basically our whole life they also made me feel very seen as a woman like some people would say it was like creepy because they'll like hit on you more overtly but i feel like you don't get any of that in canada at all like it felt like and not even in australia too it's not the culture here whereas there like you felt like you were a woman (laughs) yeah i remember (laughs) like i appreciated i thought i was gonna get in trouble because i I was going for a run and then I like ran over this cement thing that was happening and there was a police officer there. Uh. But instead he was like, Hola. <laughs> I was like, oh, like oh. and that happened or like I was at the yeah. airport and I had to do a visa check like yeah. to come in. And then it was the same thing, the like the visa like government Got person it. like kind <laughs> of hit on me. And it wasn't I didn't find it gross. I usually no, just find it I funny. didn't feel like it was like forceful. I didn't feel threatened ever. It was more just like and appreciate well, and they would like, kind of do that with anyone yeah. it's like anyone who's female i feel like yeah. almost no matter how old you were or like what you looked like or anything it was like just like that's how yeah. the dynamic is it was just such a contrast from like canada that, yeah definitely awakened something in me <laughs> yeah um and then also that whole thing with like first world biases like what mm. we learned when we went to costa rica because we were both yeah so we didn't bring i didn't bring my laptop you didn't bring your cell phone and we were like oh are we gonna get robbed is it scary is it third world like we were very 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 sheltered and when we got there we yeah we it was that thing where like our tico friends and stuff like they weren't making a lot of money like if any money really they just like worked at the surf school or did whatever um but they all had like nice clothes they just didn't have a lot of clothes they all had food to eat they all had a place that they were living in um and they had freedom in their life so like they were basically freedom to travel or freedom that you get from money which is also it is important like but they did have um freedom with their day-to-day it was interesting because i feel like they were basically living the like dream vacation life that a lot of people would want to live where they just like surf and smoke up and like eat food and meet girls and stuff but then it it was a bit of that grass is greener thing where I think they would see all the travelers and be like, Oh, but I can't do that. Or like, yeah, they would be exactly. jealous of our lives. But I was like, if you came back to Toronto and saw me like sitting in my windowless office or something, or like studying, <laughs> like you would be like, Oh, I do not want that. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Cause they don't know what that like Western like what the life actually is. is. Well, it's yeah. like, we all need a different yeah. shift in perspective, no matter where we're coming from. Yeah. I think it's just important. And, um, I think one of the main things for me, and I think we've talked about this in another podcast, was just how little anyone cared what you did, too. Like, no one ever asked me what I was doing for work or, like, what I was studying. It was just, like... It didn't define you in any way. No, it was just based on, like, your vibe, basically. You just meet someone and be like, oh, like, we get along. Yeah, way more connection. There wasn't a tiered judgment of people that would put you in a box and then... 
determine your worth yeah Yeah. it just was so different because i felt like in toronto people were always trying to be like what do you do like what's your background what's this like what's your ethnicity and like trying to just categorize you constantly and then in costa rica it was just like you just are who you are oh i was just talking to my friend um who's american Mm. and she was saying this stuff because she lives in australia too and so she was kind of not sure about an invite she got over christmas Mm. like to be with this australian family and she was like oh is it a pity invite or is it a real invite blah 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 and i was like i don't think they'd invite you like if you didn't if they didn't want you to come yeah i don't think they really think in that way Think in those ways here and she was like you know what like yeah that's so true and then she's like have you ever heard of the i think it was like the the new New York york invite or whatever and I was like, no, what is that? And she was like, well, you know how, like, in New York, like, if you see someone, you always say, oh, my God, like, we should get drinks sometime. Yeah. Or, like, we should totally catch up. But you both know that you're never going to catch up. And, like, you just <laughs> say it. And, like, it's part of, like, these niceties. But it's, like, you just don't ever so cross fake. that boundary. Yeah. And then if she said, and then if someone did contact you after and said, oh, when are we going to get that drink? It, they would be weird you'd be like, like what the like, there? <laughs> yeah there's something wrong with them what is that and i thought oh that's so north american like i remember that and i'm so glad that that's not yeah. the same way that we think now yeah. and i think in costa rica it was so opposite to all of that like oh for sure there wasn't always that judgment or those rules no. and that was like just so refreshing for us oh well one of the things um was there's this guy that i met when i was there who I called Sandcastle Boy, um, who was this guy who made sand sculptures on the beach. But he was basically kind of homeless because he would just like move from beach to beach and have a tent and then like get money. From he people. was homeless. He yeah. was. And I remember telling you about him and you were like, uh, who I was in Australia at the time <laughs> and I was like, is Tori okay? Because you were kind of going through a bit of a yeah, tumultuous like a, thing with the guy yeah. you were dating there. Um, but then I sent her a picture and she was like, okay, <laughs> he was like, literally looked like, like a, a beautiful model, model with a six pack. But like, like all the guys there are so fit. They're basically bodies are like machines because they are so physical and they're always like either surfing or walking yeah. or working or something. And they're very, they're just so strong and like, yeah, they are so strong. Yeah. That was like another thing. I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about, yeah, our first world biases that kind of oh. got flipped on their head. And also, I just thought it was funny because when we were reading reviews about it before we went, everyone was like, oh, the beach is really dirty. Like, the sand's yeah. not white enough. Like, just through. And then we went and we were like, oh, this is a beautiful beach. It's just, like, dark sand instead of white <laughs> sand. But, like, to have read people's reviews, we, if we had just gone off of that, we never would have gone. And it's just funny to it's see so how people value things. <laughs> and I felt really safe when I was there, too, because mm, it was a yeah. smaller town. Oh, and also, so we went to Hako yeah it's spelled j-a-c-o it's the closest beach town to san jose which is usually the airport people fly into and a lot of people kind of like look at hako with disdain yeah they're kind of like like, oh that's like the dirty like like, touristy if you're from canada you'll remember you'll know wasega beach yeah or like jersey shore or something yeah jersey shore like niagara falls like kind of like more of a tourist destination and not if you're looking for like a pristine Mm. like remote location it's definitely not that right they had a subway sandwich shop and a kfc and And a kfc and stuff but um i love like those kind of small medium-sized beach towns that have facilities (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they had good internet they had a lot of different wi-fi for most of the like i think i just got wi-fi from different restaurants all the time would like sit outside them with my phone yeah, like, the wi-fi yeah. in costa rica was better than australia that year when i mm-hmm. when i was there but um uh yeah it kind of had everything we needed and 
it was like just bustling enough so it felt like there was stuff going on yeah. too and it was also cool because it wasn't just for tourists like it well it was not just for um tourists from outside of costa rica it was for costa ricans yeah. like to come so i thought that was a really neat like mix and yeah. stuff um but i love taco like i think it's a great place to live and if i was gonna live there as an expat like that's the kind of like place. you just have yeah. the, all the things that you need which yeah. is what you need and it's the same with gold coast with the gold coast too and it was nice I, I liked the small townness of it too because it's like people recognized us and would know who we were and were like oh i've seen you running or this or that and like it was nice to feel like you could co- become a bit of a local in some yeah. ways well like my boyfriend could find me anywhere that i was because he could just ask someone they'd be like oh i saw alex go this way or like she's sitting which at is the sometimes window. nice and sometimes <laughs> not <laughs> nice um but i liked it it made yeah. me feel yeah like you're part of it and yeah. i'd never felt like that before yeah um also the food is amazing oh my god I so there's all these all like the little restaurants called sodas and then what is the main meal casado casado yeah so it's like you basically it's a little buffet and then you can get like fish or meat and then this like fresh salad rice and, and beans. rice and beans and then fried plantain which is and pico de gallo and a, a juice in a bag wait what's the rice and beans called Gallo Pinto. Oh, Gallo Pinto. Yeah. And Casado means marriage. So it's like a marriage a of like food. all of the food. Oh, and sometimes they'd have like that fried cheese. That was good too. Oh my God. And the salads were so fresh. Like they just used lemon juice. And I it remember. was literally like $5 for a giant plate. So it's like the perfect. And it's also such a good combination. Yeah, yeah. Of like protein and everything. Yeah, it's it delicious. Just like so I miss that food so much. And yeah. Bonobon chocolate. Oh my god. And just fruit. So um the sandcastle guy, when I first met him, we went for a walk and he climbed up a coconut tree and got me a coconut and then found a straw on a beach and like washed the straw and then like (laughs) I like chopped open a coconut for me. And then my other friends would like climb mango trees and we made mango ceviche from fresh mangoes and just and then there was like that fruit market and you could go and buy i would buy a whole watermelon like every day and then eat it oh my god yeah i was just telling scott about that <laughs> toy would like chop a watermelon in half so it was two bowls and then if i ever went to her apartment she'd always just be sitting there like holding a, a <laughs> giant <laughs> bowl of watermelon it was so good i didn't even like watermelon before that i think but really? it was so oh, like so fresh refreshing. there and yeah you could just go to the fruit market and get like heaps of fruit for nothing for nothing yeah yeah no it was yeah that was so fun and that was the first time that we were doing something like eating from the trees i remember yeah. being weirded out when my um boyfriend at the time got me a coconut off the tree and told You're me like, to drink am i allowed to drink yeah i was like what <laughs> like this is weird but then uh-huh. i loved it um yeah what else Oh, and also just going out was funny because it was, it felt like going out in uni in the way that every night of the week was a different, like, ladies' night at a different bar. So you would know <laughs> which bar to go to, and that would be the popular bar for yeah. that night. So it was just fun. Like, it and it was like free drinks for, for women. women. Although I really didn't drink that much while I was there, even though I didn't drink as much. We didn't either, need really. to because no. life was so exciting, and, and there was fun. always like great stuff happening and crazy stuff happening. And, um, it just felt so full. I remember I played. I've never played so much pool in my life because oh, like yeah. all the good bars had pool I tables, and I got really good. Yeah. Um, and what else? We I guess. I'm, what did we do like day to day? I guess I've tried to I remember that. Sometimes. You were working, so I actually just had work to do. I was. I took Spanish classes, and I was teaching some Spanish classes, and I feel like I just went to the beach every day. I went for a run most days. 
um we bought surfboards and tried to surf but <laughs> yeah. not very well <laughs> not successfully i don't know it's just like we joined the gym at one point oh yeah we, we did go to the gym we did play tennis and the Got lizards were iguanas. peeing on yeah. us <laughs> Um, and then it was always like, what are we going to wear tonight? Or like yeah. get dressed up and like go out and just, just see. Fun. And there was, was a lot so of drama. Yeah, it, was, it really was like being in a soap I was opera. like texting people. My Spanish got really good, actually. So that was like one of the, my favorite things about it was I had because I'd done all those stints in French places. And then I actually took Spanish all through uni, but never used it or really spoke it. So when I went to Costa Rica, I feel like that was the first time. My Spanish was probably better than my French because I actually was dating someone who didn't speak English and then like had friends who yeah only spoke Spanish. So I was actually like texting people in Spanish and like having arguments in Spanish over text. <laughs> I'm like, Google Translate was my best friend, but I feel like my Spanish got really good in the did. You were very great. um probably colloquial like yeah. Costa Rican surfer boy way. But um that was really fun. I actually really miss like languages. I feel like I need so to get yeah. back into that. But yeah, that was Spanish is such a great language. Well, that's just another thing where you're like activating a completely different part of your brain again, too. And it's really like satisfying when you put together like a proper sentence or like understood by people. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, it was just it was such a special time. It just changed our lives forever. Mm. I think also I was so in love, like, yeah. and I wasn't expecting that either, like with someone that I couldn't be serious with and that I wouldn't have gone out with if I hadn't already been married and gone through this whole thing but he was so opposite to everything that mm. I had experienced before in Canada like I didn't even know that the qualities that he had were qualities that I wanted from yeah. someone and I never thought that I was even attracted to a Latin guy and stuff before it wasn't like really no. on my radar um, but he really opened up my emotional world for me and made it so that I probably would have gone back with my ex in some way if I'd just gone back to Toronto yeah, after and hadn't and hadn't had that experience. Yeah. But it made me um like really un like learn more about myself yeah. and learn more about what I needed and what I could expect and hope for. Um, so that was just like really transformative too. Mm. Um, I have another thing that I wrote after my summer in Costa Rica yeah. <laughs> um, that I will read as well because I feel like it's a good encapsulation of everything. So my summer in Costa Rica was the best summer of my life. <laughs> it was the first time in my life where I felt like I really let go of other people's expectations, opinions, etc., and tried to live for myself and follow my own desires, even if they seemed crazy or impractical. I probably had more drama in those three months than my entire life before that. <laughs> it was hard, painful, incredibly emotional and passionate, ridiculous and amazing. I wouldn't trade it in for anything because I feel like I really started to find myself again. I want to try and capture some of the things I learned because I have a feeling that my Costa Rica vibe and attitude might quickly fade after too much time back in Canada. <laughs> so here are the things, my like lessons from Costa Rica. Um, life is too short to spend time overanalyzing every decision very true yes. nothing is the end of the world nothing is that big yes. a deal and you can get over anything usually faster than you'd expect taking risks almost always pays off and never leads to regrets mm. no one is even close to perfect just look for people who make you laugh make you feel desired and treat you well no one really cares what you do <laughs> everyone is too busy thinking about themselves so make your decisions based on what's best for you mm -hmm. Every experience is something to learn from. 
That's definitely true. Um, there's no right way to do life, so just do what will make you happy. And living in a consistently warm climate by the ocean is amazing. I can Aww. attest to that <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Look it's where true. we are. <laughs> wow, that's it. That's the perfect list. Yeah. It's like perfectly applies to things now too. It does. I, I think so much. That experience for us in Costa Rica, part of it, we didn't stay because the visa situation stuff was too hard. Mm. Um, I think it was too too much like with it like like i love having that taste of like the drama and the passion and stuff but it also wears you down yeah like i i got hit by a car right and you thought your plane was gonna crash like all of this stuff (laughs) (laughs) like it was just so intense and it didn't feel like you would survive yeah i remember by the end like i was really sad to leave in the summer but i was also like a bit relieved yeah where i was like oh i made it out I remember thinking, I yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) I was like, I did it. I'm still in one piece, like, um, because it just felt like we were living at full throttle. Mm. And the thing is, though, and that's why in Jungle the movie it reminded me of that was we left and in Jungle like he's had the most insane experience, right, being lost in the Amazon and stuff, and and going through all that he went through. But he still went back, right? And I totally understand where that would have come from because even though we didn't go back after that year was over basically i think i went back in 2014 i was there yeah. for like a few for a few weeks and then that was it um i never stopped thinking about it every day i like, honestly could see that. us buying some a place in costa rica eventually in our lives yeah. and then like going back there every but it's months. like it's yeah. like a piece of us like a piece of it will always be oh, inside sure. us it's like taking root it just awakened something like completely different in us and literally changed the course of our lives and I feel like it's like this extra heart like beating mm. within. You know, it's like Jumanji. Yeah. Where you know where you get close to the Jumanji game and you hear that like, like drum beat. Like that's what Costa Rica feels like yeah. still. And it's like this lure of like this world that's still waiting for us. And mm-hmm. um the thing is, it's so funny with like our guy friends there and stuff. Yeah. Like I think everything's kind of still the same. They've they've been going through a really tough time obviously with COVID yeah. as well because there's hasn't been tourists in the same way and stuff, but um it I, is like this kind of Peter Pan never never yeah. land world. I still talk to some of them. Like they'll still message me sometimes, and like I also love that about them because I'm like I feel like there's a lot of guys I was friends with or like something in Canada. And if I message and they would just ignore me, I'm like yeah. not respond. <laughs> Whereas like such a I feel like culture. the Ticos would just be like oh like nothing. Like, and no it's been eight passed. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, well, who knows? We might have an episode from costa rica at some point (laughs) i do want to go back and surf those waves i do too i did not appreciate them for what they were i didn't know how good they were until i left basically um but yeah i don't know guys i like obviously right now is not a time to go (laughs) traveling um and but there it's definitely a time to think about what you want when the world opens up a bit again more and also like how the world that you're in right now affects you in the day-to-day and and just to know if you're not happy that there are other things that can really shift your your whole life yeah and like you never know what's right around the corner you never know what's going to do that for you so you have to try different things and you have to say yes to stuff like that's the only way the thing I, i said in my lessons is like you never regret trying something or taking a risk like is when you don't do that that you're like oh you wonder what could have been but at least if you do it you know Mm -hmm. and like you always have whatever you had before to fall back on usually it's true 
It's so true. Oh, this made me feel so nostalgic this episode. And also, it's so funny because we've had this really gray day, but now for sunset, it's this a, it is like actual, orange yellow sun which doesn't has come really out. happen here yeah, very often. And it looks like Costa Rica. And I feel like that's like a little the universe. Like wink at us from the universe. Oh. <laughs> you yeah, can tell we miss the yeah. place. Um, but we also obviously we love the way our lives have turned out. And I think also for me, I always said Australia was like the right combination the between of, Canada yeah. and Costa Rica. So it had the structure that I appreciate of Canada mm, and like the, like the stability. Yeah, and like the healthcare and like yeah. all the and like the the job situation and all of that kind of stuff. Um but then yeah, I've got my beach lifestyle and mm. like a little bit and like the way the people are here is like yeah, it's more, more relaxed. More relaxed for yeah. sure and less judge judgmental I'd yeah. say. So yeah, we ended up with the best yeah. of both worlds and we're very really grateful did. and thankful for that. And that was all about like choosing to live a tenfold life. Yeah. And that and then we got our Pura Vida tattoos to commemorate. <laughs> yeah, a year later in 2013 we I think also on December 21st, right? It was, yeah. yeah. And then we found that out after the fact. But that was just for us to have a reminder of like everything we just talked about and be like don't forget that feeling and don't forget like being alive and feeling did like we say what excited. pura vida was on this no i don't think we have okay actually. so pura vida is like the it's like um aloha aloha yeah it means pure life literally but there it's kind of it can be a greeting it can be the way you describe someone it's kind of like you life just feel like good. ah like pura vida my yeah. which is like pura vida dude yeah <laughs> yeah but and it's just like how are things things are good yeah. all's good and that's the it's supposed to be like the slogan of, of the costa, costa ricans yeah Pura Vida. Pura Pura Vida. Vida. <laughs> and there's a song. Yeah, <laughs> that we couldn't find. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I think that's enough for today. Yeah. It's a pretty long episode of us I just hope, rambling I on. I hope we <laughs> transported you yeah. to the jungle for a little bit. <laughs> just feel that hot heat. Yeah. The beautiful orange sticky sunset. Like mango, mm. like dripping onto your fingers. Yeah. Fresh coconut from a tree. And yeah, and just reggae music, like oh, playing in the background. Music. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> oh, we, we hope you have guys. a nice sunset wherever you are, too. Yeah, or watch a sunset on YouTube yeah. if you need to, because <laughs> it's good for the Google soul. Google some reggae music and, and plan the like heat. the next amazing thing that's going to happen mm-hmm. in your life. Like open yourself up to great adventure. Say yes. Say yes. <laughs> Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and happy 2021.